The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. We are happy to be in season three, and I'm happy to have another guest who I've known since my childhood, and I would like to welcome Sophie to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) I'm so excited. Thank you for this opportunity. This is awesome. Yes. So before we get started, um, Sophie, can you provide a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, any uh, professional or personal highlights that you want to provide before we get started and get into all these questions? Sure. Okay. I'm going to do like the Christian version. Okay. Which is... (laughs) I love Jesus and that's all I need to share with the world. No, but um, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) honestly, I am uh, literally, I'm okay. So I'm the last child of five. I'm the youngest. I am. And I have to say that because I'm such a family oriented person and you know, the last child who acts like the oldest, that's me. I am a female pastor. I say female because Oftentimes people look at me they're like, oh my God, you're a pastor. I'm like, yes, you know, it's not only for men, it's also for women. Amen. Yes, amen. <laughs> um, I am, my favorite thing to say nowadays, because I can say it, I'm engaged. And <laughs> <laughs> I literally am in love. I, I'm right now, I'm the operations pastor at Jubilee Christian Church. Um, and I'm also a pastor there. I love, 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 love my community of friends because they're doing so much. So I'm a part of a lot of um, women empowerment organizations. Um, and I just, I'm just me. I'm just simply me. And, yeah. and of course I'm Haitian. Shout out to the Haitians up in here. All you know? right. <laughs> yes. You said you're just me and you are authentic. You are your authentic self, which yeah. I love and appreciate. <laughs> so like I said, it, um, you know, we, we've known each other pretty much since our childhood. Um, and we both grew up as pastor's kids. And I think you're the first pastor's kid, PK, that I have had on the podcast. So I wanted to start there um, and ask you, how has your faith changed from your adolescent years to now? Wow. So if I can be honest, my faith has changed dramatically because as many of you know, when you're young, it's more carefree. It's mm-hmm. more problem-free. You're in this almost, I want to say, bubble where it's just happy, happy, joy, joy. And even if there were problems around you, um, I never noticed because it was all about having fun with my friends, going to activities, programs. Now, as far as walking this space and I don't want to say alone but I think you catch what I'm saying yeah without my mom pushing me to go to church or you know just it's me and God I have my own relationship with God I think my faith has differed because it's different because I'm now like in this like this union with Christ this relationship with him and 
my mother's not there. It's always there. She can't always be there to give me the steps. So I've almost had to push myself to be in a position to hear from God for myself. Yeah. And I didn't have to wait for my mom to say, well, this is what the Lord told me. And this is what, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's now, it has, my faith has increased. My prayer life has increased. So it's different for the good. It's different because it's not dependent on man. It's not dependent on my mother or my father. It's really like, I, Jesus is my homie. Like yes. I talk to him every day and I have a conversation with him every day and it's not um, led by my mother or a guardian or a parent. It's literally because I want to. Yes. And so it's different because I actually want to be a child of God. I actually want to serve him. It's not because someone's telling me to. Um, and so for me, that's how my faith is different. Cause I believe because I, I have a relationship with him. I don't just believe because my mom tells me to. Right. Yes. And that's definitely the shift that takes yes. place even for everyone. I don't think it's just, yes. um, you know, vocalized to pastors, kids. I think it's everyone. We go through this phase of like, we're kind of, I don't want to say forced, but basically forced to go to church, you know? And yes. then as you get older, so it's like, Hey, <laughs> It's like, hey, I need him. You know what I mean? And so that shift definitely takes place. Exactly. Yes, yes. So um, I really wanted to focus on um, the season that you're in right now. But before we get into that season, um, prior to being engaged, you were in the waiting season. And um, (laughs) and I always tell people, I joke around with people, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, um, that I believe I have a PhD in waiting. Um, God has a funny way of putting me in uh, waiting seasons that are very tough. Um, Before I got married, I was um, single for seven years. um, And now I'm in this waiting season of, you know, waiting to conceive. And so it's rough. Um, (laughs) So in my coaching model, I have um, kind of, had this section called watch and wait for the waiting season. And I've, you know, done my best to teach clients on strategy, coping, and kind of ways to just push through the waiting season. So I wanted to ask you, what are some strategies you implemented while you were in the waiting season? And if you want to take it a step further and and give us, you know, some insight of what happened or, or how long you were waiting and what you did to cope. Wow. Oh, Lord. Okay, so let's just put it out there. The waiting season is never easy. Right. And it's even harder when people who are not waiting tells you it's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting because um, it was difficult for me because it, it almost felt like I was standing still and life was happening before me. Yeah. My mind put me in a place of bondage where I felt like something was wrong with me, something was off. And it's not even just waiting to be married. It's whatever waiting season you're in, it's, it's really important to fix your heart, your mind, your eyes on Jesus because mm-hmm. you can so easily fall into a trap of, oh, my God, something's wrong with me. Oh, my gosh, I probably sinned or I did something wrong, like this guilt, this mm-hmm. shame, this place of bondage. So for me... It was really important that while I was waiting, I was living. And so what do I mean by that? I mean, I did not allow people to live in front of me, but I made sure that I was still living as well. And so 
people hate hearing this, but I always tell them life is for the living. So if you are not living and God has given us life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. So for me, if you are sitting in this waiting season and you're not producing and you're not living for to do other things, that's a problem. Yeah. So like, I'm going to be specific. So yes, I'm waiting on my husband, but that is just one part of my life. Like I have all of these other things on this side over here that I could be working on, mm -hmm. AKA myself, AKA my insecurities, AKA my rooted issues, AKA my finances, mm -hmm. AKA my emotions. So there's certain things that you can't sit there and tell me that there's nothing that you can do while you're waiting. Right. Okay. On the spiritual sense, of course, pray, of course, read your word. Those are the tools that definitely help me. But I also was involved. I put myself in situations where I was making sure that I was living on my purpose. Being married is part of my purpose. It is not my entire purpose. Mm -hmm. It is my reason for living. So it was a desire, not a desperation. It wasn't what defined me because the first thing that defines me is that I'm a child of God. He created me. So mm -hmm. I can't put limitations on him and think that if I don't get this thing that I'm waiting for, then there's nothing to live for. No, there's lots to live for. Mm -hmm. And there are people watching you, waiting for you to inspire them because God has chosen you to do so. And so I had to remember that I wasn't just going to be somebody's wife, but I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a leader. I'm also a female. So occasionally, hello, can I get my nails done? Can I get my hair done? <laughs> right. Can I go on vacation? Can I? I, I lived. I went to Curacao. I went to Barbados. Honey, I went to Aruba. Like, it, it wasn't just sitting around and saying, God, I, I, I trust you. I'm, I'm waiting. Yes, that, that's, you, that's what you're supposed to do. But while you're waiting, live. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And we have that in common in the sense that we, I, it took me a while to get to that place, but, um, I did, you know, get the travel bug, even though I was traveling since I was about 18, but yeah. really, you know, during that, that season of waiting is when I did my most traveling. Yes. Um, I've had the opportunity of course to travel now with my husband, but it's important that you live life, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. once you get married, things change, you know? You can't just pick up and go. Once um, you get married, <laughs> you know, you, you can't just pick up and go and be like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. No. So, um, you know, take that time, that season, and really enjoy it. Find enjoyment in that season. And I know yeah. sometimes it's difficult to hear, um, if you are have been in the waiting season for quite some time, but I think we can both, you know, say that we both experience long waiting seasons. Listen, <laughs> okay, whoever's listening to this and you're like, oh, well, they're, they're not waiting for the husband anymore. They have it or whatever. Trust me, we've been there. Yes. I think it's even, it's more wise to listen to someone who's been through what you've been through and overcome yes. as opposed to listening to somebody that's actually in it with you. Just saying. Yes, very uh, true. <laughs> very very true so um of course in the in in life and, and especially in this waiting season our faith you know can be tested mm -hmm. so in those moments when you're faced when you were faced with obstacles challenges and your faith was being tested what did you do and are there any particular like scriptures or affirmations you use during that season when your faith was being tested 
Mm. So I have to start off by saying, because I'm going to be specific to my situation and my season of waiting. And my season of waiting was obviously I had a great desire to, to be married, to be someone's wife and um, to live a life where um, we can have children and leave a legacy and all these things that my heart desires. So I have all these desires as it relates to, you know, my waiting season. And so I, I often tell people, it's not that I couldn't get married. It's that I didn't want to marry wrong. Mm-hmm. And so in my waiting season, I develop a standard that no one can shake. Right. Because we had the prototypes. I had the prototypes that came into my life. And, you know, they were like, God said, you know, you're the one for me. And I said, "Okay, well, God can speak to me, too. So hold off and I'll get back to you and let you know what. Okay. So so in my waiting season, I never lost communication with God. The reason why is because I had to hear from him when it got really, 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 really hard, really, 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 really tough. I'm talking about everybody was getting married in front of me. I thank God that he never put jealousy inside of me. I thank God that I was never jealous. I was never envious. And I still waited. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about everybody got married in front of me, okay? All friends, family, cousins, people who were younger than me. But I still waited because God said something to me one, one day that I'll never forget, which made me put more value in who I am and who my future husband was getting ready to receive. God said to me, Sis, he said, I'm not going to allow somebody to come into your life and interrupt what I have placed on the inside of you. Wow. And so for me, I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. that is so powerful because he loves me enough not to let me fall for anything. Yes. In that same breath, I had to work on who I was because if God puts value on me, he sure will surely puts value on my future husband. So he's saying, I'm also not going to allow you to interrupt what I got going on in him. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, this whole moment of where my faith was being tested. I had to remind myself, I tell people, recall the promises of God, just because it's not happening right now, immediately as you, as we speak, it doesn't mean it won't happen. It surely will come to pass. God is a God that's never failed. He's never broken a promise ever. And he has the perfect view of our entire, he's the author and finisher of our faith. So the words the word of God is what kept me. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and, ev- and never beneath. Um, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Um, I will trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. Because there were days I didn't understand. Yes. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't lean on it because I knew that God is going to do it. Because God is not a man that he should lie. You see how like you take scripture and you hold it against him. And you say, God, you said in yes. your word. You said, you said, yes. and he surely will. And he has. And so whenever I felt that my, my faith was wavering and, and my, I, my faith was being tested, I had to remember. And, and I only can say this in Creole, but I, hopefully I can translate it. Mm-hmm. He, he put me around people that will encourage me. And I read a scripture today in the book of Hebrews where it says, encourage one another daily. Mm -hmm. I had encouragement from a lot of people and it was very helpful because they, they reminded me, um, oftentimes not to forget the promises of God over my life. And so that's what I did. I just kept my connection with God, my creator. 
the creation can't disconnect from the creator. Amen. You would lose your mind. Amen to that. Yes, yes, yes. So in a world where, you know, you hear from one group, you should have a list. From another group, you shouldn't have a list. I think that's a uh, probably a podcast episode for itself. Because <laughs> uh, people are really de- divided on this listing. However, um, I think that whether you have a list or you don't have a list, I feel personally that you should have some standards um, that that individual should hold, you know, should hold. You know, whether it's, you know, this person is um, a person of faith, they believe in Christ or what have you. There are some, what me and my husband, we call non-negotiables that, you know, I'm I'm thinking of my list that I made and there were a lot of physical things. There were a lot of spiritual things and there were things that I didn't even know that I needed, but God knew that I needed it and it came in the form of my husband. So I think that's where the danger is with the list if you're like this is the list you know um yeah, no, but i've <laughs> go ahead sis well <laughs> <laughs> no, i was just saying it's it's the listing i i like i said i don't like to call it the list mm-hmm. right i've seen so many sermons about the but the idea behind it i don't think we should be rid of we should yes. we should not get rid of the idea behind it because here's the thing you know what it says if you don't stand for something you'll fall for everything amen and so for me, I still had standards. Like you yeah. said, I still had non-negotiables because though, you know, I, I didn't want to just limit myself to t- tall, dark, and handsome. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I still wanted saved, someone who had a prayer life, a relationship with God, someone who, you know, like there were certain things that I still wanted. So again, you know, the whole idea of list, if it's superficial, yeah, get rid of it. Um, if it only serves your flesh, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But if your list says, I really want somebody that can pray with me every night. I really want somebody that can understand my calling in Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't get rid of it. Right. It's, it's okay. Yes. It's a good list. Because <laughs> definitely there were some superficial things on my list. <laughs> yeah, I had it all. I said, so yes. you look like Horace Chestnut. <laughs> exactly my list was bad oh god yes but there were some good things in there too you know like i said like prayer that was important i think for us too as leaders we kind of know um especially at the point of wanting to be married you know the calling that's on your life you know your purpose and so you really want someone who can walk alongside of you in this thing you know what i mean and of course you of course, it's, you know, your husband's a leader of the household. You get all that. However, you do know your God-given purpose and you know what you're, the lane that you're supposed to be in. And you want to make sure you have someone who can complement that. So it's very, very important. Um, so in, in that same realm of list, um, I wanted to ask, you know, were there, and I think we kind of covered it within the list, but um, what were some maybe prayer points that you prayed during um, the time prior to meeting your, your fiance and, um, you know, how did you see that? Okay. The prayer points that I've prayed are now being manifested. Wow. Um, can I just say that God really answers prayers. Okay. He does. <laughs> and it's not even, I know people are like, Oh my God, that just sounds good. No, it doesn't sound good. When you've lived it, that's, that's the words that just roll up out of your mouth. Like God is just so amazing. So when I was praying, right. Um, I remember there was a certain posture 
that I took every time I prayed for my future husband. I would put, I would lay hands on my ring finger mm. and I would say, you know, I need somebody, Lord, that will pray with me. Pretty much the things I just mentioned, pray with me, someone that will understand my call, someone who I will understand their call. Mm -hmm. um, a, oftentimes in the beginning of how I used to pray, it was very one-sided. I would always pray about what I needed, but then I shifted and I said, God, also help me to become what they need as well. Yeah. Like, I pray that I have the qualities that they're looking for. And so interestingly enough, I'm so glad I shifted the way I prayed because after talking to my fiance, he said that one of his prayers I fulfilled. And so I'm thinking like, man, like when you start thinking at the whole picture, because oftentimes you can be selfish and be like, God, what my need, what I want, I want, I want. But you also have to be ready to become what they need. Mm -hmm. what, he, what God needs to prepare for your future husband. So for me to see that I can pray with him every night to see that he can pray for me even when I don't ask him to, to know that he is called and, and, and he wants me to be a part of that calling over his life mm -hmm. to see that he understands my family dynamic to know that even though we come from two completely different culture, cult, cultural, I can't even, I have a tongue twister, different cultures and different backgrounds. It's so amazing how he still honors mine and respects mine and vice versa. This is, this is everything I've prayed for. Like, even if something as light as make him love Christmas. And yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I, you know, you, you like some of my, um, my cousins and my sister. Boy, they'll be celebrating Christmas in July. Listen, honey, we are here for it. Christmas in the summer is the best time. No, but honestly, just watching that all come to life, and not just that, but just really, I prayed for a leader. Yeah. And this man is such a great leader. And even though I know my call, it makes it so easy to submit to him. It makes it so easy. And that's what I prayed for. I said, God, help me because, you know, I had a lot of issues with submission, yeah. but when you pray for the right person to come into your life, it will not be that difficult to submit. Yeah. It will not be difficult to submit to a God fearing, prayerful, prayer warrior, prayer intercessor. Like he is so great in for answering that prayer. And for me to be alive, to see the manifestation of what I prayed for, honey, it's overwhelming. So overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if I could be honest, I feel like I don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Like it feels so undeserving. But you know what? I thank God because he is just an amazing, amazing man of God. And to know that I prayed for this and it's happening. And because listen, sis, I had some prototypes prior to. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And if I could just listen, I could share all my stories, but we don't have time for that. But let's just say God is good. Yes. Yes. I often say, you know, thank God for dodge bullets because oh, we all have at least one in the past that we can say is a dodged bullet. Right. So we've been talking about this wonderful man of God, <laughs> this whole podcast. And I haven't asked you, how did you guys meet? Oh my God. This is so cliche. What is cliche <laughs> i don't even know if this is cliche but we met at church we okay met at jubilee christian church and mind you and this is what happens when 
you're you're looking for things in all the wrong places. You turn a blind eye to what God knows you really need. Mm. And so, um, you know, since I was young, everybody's like, you're going to marry a pastor. You're going to marry a bishop. You know, like ever since I was a little girl, you are such a first lady. You're such a first lady. And in my mind, I had it that I had to marry literally what the image of a pastor is. So anytime there was a cute guy in the church that looked like, you know, they had a three-piece suit and had carried a Bible, I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's a pastor-looking kind of guy. So maybe this is it. Maybe it's him. And, oh, sadly mistaken, honey. Sadly mistaken. <laughs> um, it, I just was so, like, attached to this image. And then I was like, you know what, God? I'm laying down this whole idea, and I'm just going to wait on what you got. Literally, one Sunday morning, I'm on stage, and I'm um, emceeing the service. And I see somebody in the back, but I, I don't recognize them. I go to the back um, and I see them and the pastor's prompting us to lift up our hands and he lifts up his hands and I'm like, oh my God, who is this guy? Like, he's so cute. You know me, I was very girly. Oh my God, he's so cute. Um, <laughs> so then um, I didn't know anything about him. Sis, could you believe he's been there for six years and I have never Yikes, Sophie! <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't that he was visiting that Sunday. He's a musician, a legit musician at that church for almost six years. And I've been there for four. So you don't even need to know how <laughs> foolish I felt when I said, oh, are you visiting? He's like, mm, this is my church. I like, this is my church home, sis. I'm Sorry, this is my church. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So long story short, we, uh, we met in a church. I was doing a conference. He said he is obviously he's seen me before because I would be on stage and he would be in the musician um, pit. And so it was like, he knew who I was, but I never looked that way. Um, and so what I love about what God has done is he's reminded me is that it's about the heart and not the outer appearance. When you talk about David, when he was about to be anointed king by Samuel, mm -hmm. you know, you had all these other people that, um, the father was like, Oh, it must be this son or it must be this son. But long and behold, it was David. And so for me, I was like, it must be this guy in the three-piece suit. It must be this guy carrying the Bible. And the whole time, God is like, no, it's Tyrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right up under your nose. but Right up under your nose. <laughs> so so um, for those who are listening, you may not know that Sophie is getting married next month. Oh, yeah. So, so I had to kind of grab her before, you know, life takes so off and she becomes a whole wife. A whole wife. <laughs> a whole wife. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what have you enjoyed most um, in this season as you've seen your, your prayers been answered, um, things are coming together, you know, you're less than, uh, yeah, less than 30 days away from the wedding date. What have you enjoyed most in this particular season? In this particular season, I have just enjoyed the blessing that God has given me, which is Tyrell Gibson, honey. <laughs> I have enjoyed spending time with him. I've had enjoyed, I've enjoyed learning more about him every day. I've enjoyed our laughs, our, and interesting, it's going to sound weird, but I've even enjoyed our arguments because mm -hmm. it made me love him even more. Um, I've enjoyed um, just simply introducing him to my world and him introducing me to his world, his mom, his, his sister, his brother, his dad, and vice versa, like my sisters, my brother. I've enjoyed bringing both sides together. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed um, teaching him Haitian crew. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed 
so much just learning our likes and dislikes and um, figuring out what you know our what a home looks like for the both of us in terms of what we both desire um, you know I love I enjoy kissing on my boot too the yeah. right way y'all I'm still saying y'all <laughs> don't be happy on this podcast so be safe the Lord y'all. okay <laughs> You're waiting on the Lord, okay? We're waiting till the day of the wedding. But honestly, I've enjoyed just just spending time with him and um, really just, like, they say it happens so fast to enjoy the moment. Um, and so we've been really intentional about looking at each other whenever we're, like, at a, mo- like a moment. Yes. Like, that was going to be my words of advice to you. I-, I love that you're doing that. Yeah, we're like, oh, my God. Like, it's happening. <laughs> like literally when we used to go visit the venue, we danced. Aww. And, and feel, I know it's so sappy. It's, it's okay, guys. Just make a movie out of it. So, um, <laughs> I can't with we this dance in the middle. It's a lifetime movie, Hallmark Channel. Um, we literally danced and you know, I love that. I love that we can do that. I should yes. enjoying life with somebody that just you just appreciate because they're just themselves. Yes. Harrell makes me want to be me because he's so good at being him. Mm. But I don't even want to try to emulate or copy him in any way. I simply want to be me because he loves me so much that I'm intrigued about how wonderful I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much that he loves being him. And so I just love that about him. And I love that it's safe for me to be insecure in front of him. I love that. So I'm just enjoying all these moments with him and, um we're getting married y'all we getting married (laughs) yes and i love this because it is just showing that even in the midst of a pandemic god is still working god is still blessing people um and it's so encouraging because you're 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 coming out of a waiting season and now you're entering a season of becoming a wife and it's all through you know, a year that has been difficult for everybody in whatever capacity. And you both are just pushing through. And I just, I remember seeing pictures of your bridal shower and how like you were breaking down crying. And I could just relate to that because it's like, it's your dream is coming true. Like it's happening before your eyes. No, sis, can I just tell you that moment? You okay? This is gonna sound weird, but I don't care, y'all. Y'all, y'all gonna catch this. For those who've been dealing with what I dealt with, you're gonna catch this. So it felt so good that I did not have to manipulate or create a situation that I desired. Yeah, that's sense. so good. Because I never, I, I mean, I was never. I'm not gonna talk about my exes. I never talk about them negatively because if I'm with them, I was with them, so it's a reflection of me. But I will say a lot of times I almost had to push the kind of scenario that I wanted on them. Mm. At that bridal shower, sis, do you know that he literally took the mic and started talking? And in the end, he said something that I was so shocked. I was not shocked because, you know, he didn't mean it. But I was shocked because he's such a, you know, reserved person. And Mm -hmm. so oftentimes when I see him display his emotions you know it's genuine. So he said, I just would like to honor my, my now or soon to be older siblings. I've always wanted, because he's the oldest. Uh, and, yes. and now I get to have 
all of you. And then he starts to break down to cry. And so I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And the fact that family is very important to you too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That like spoke to my heart because I love his, 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 his sister and his brother. Like they're my own. But to know that I can also receive that mm-hmm. for my siblings, it's just like, oh, God, you're so amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Listen, yes. Two, two things you can't buy, y'all. Love and edges. So <laughs> low-key, when God gives you that good love, that right love, you can't buy it. You can't yeah. buy it. Praise him for the love, praise him for the edges, y'all. Love and edges, love and edges. <laughs> So before we close, um, are there any last words of advice, encouragement for the listeners, either if they're waiting for, you know, their next step to be married? Um, of course, as you know, um, the main focus of, of the, the podcast is for those who are going through the journey of infertility or are trying to support friends and family um, going through infertility. But the main thing is, you know, just making it through a dry season. Um, So any last words of advice or encouragement? Yeah, I definitely want to just encourage every person listening to demolish, annihilate the spirit of comparison. Mm. And I use this story for, as an example, you know, at the top of the year, we're always excited for a goal or New Year's resolution. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, every New Year, my New Year's resolution is to lose weight. It's always the goal. It's always my goal. And so one year I was adamant to, you know, shift a little, you know, make things a little different. So I brought a whole bunch of workout clothes. I'm talking about closet full of workout clothes and sneakers to match. Because I felt like if you could wear it, you'll feel it and you'll do great. So I get to the gym. I'm ready to go. I get on the treadmill. There's somebody next to me on the treadmill. You know, I'm a little competitive. God is still working on me. So the woman starts to press the button to go faster on the treadmill. And so, you know, for some odd reason, in my head, I'm like, oh, she wants to compete. So I press my button on my treadmill. She continues to press hers. I continue to press mine. Mind you, I don't even think she was paying attention to me, but I was paying attention to her. So I continue to press my button. And y'all, when I tell you, I got to the point where I pressed my button and I fell off the treadmill. And so I didn't get this revelation when I fell. But when I got up, I got the revelation. Yes. don't try to run a race that's not meant for you to run. Wow. Because you go fall. Because you're over here looking at her when you should be looking at Christ and where you, God wants to take you for you. And so oftentimes we're so busy looking at other people trying to compare ourselves. Well, this person had a baby. Well, this person's getting married or this person got the job or this person got this. So what? That's not your story. You don't know what the person been through to get to that point. You don't, I don't know if that woman used to wake up every five o'clock in the morning to practice, to be able to run that fast. I just came in the game. So I have to focus on where I am and where God wants to take me period point blank. So every time we give the enemy power by looking at other people, we're opening up a door for us to doubt God, for us to make it seem like he's forgotten about us, but that's all lies from the devil. The only reason you're in that position, most likely, sis, 90% of the decisions we make when we make them wrong is because we're worried about what other people think. Mm -hmm. We're so worried about what other people think. So my 
heart's desire, my prayer for everyone here is that you will kill comparison in your waiting season, that you will fix your eyes on Jesus and that you will wait upon the Lord and watch your strength, your strength be renewed every single day. God has not forgotten about you. He is an amazing God. He's faithful. He doesn't break promises. But while you're looking at other people, you're missing what God is presenting before you. You're missing out on all the blessings he has stored up for you because you want somebody else's focus on you and what God has for you. Be you. There's only one version. There's only one person that can be you at its, at, at best, and that's you. So that's my encouragement in this waiting season for everybody. So, so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How can we remain connected with you? How can the listeners connect with you, um, whether on social media or what have you? How can we remain connected with you? Sis, uh, you guys can stay connected. I'm mostly on Instagram because I love looking at pictures, y'all. <laughs> I really do. So I'm mostly on Instagram, but on um, Facebook, it's um, Sophie Eugene and on you know, my last name is about to change. So y'all got to catch me now while you, while you can. <laughs> <can't>. um, <laughs> and on Instagram, it's Miss Sophie Claire. Um, so follow me. I would love to hear from you guys. And, and, and Danielle, oh my God, the work that you're doing. I love you so much. Y'all and I watch this girl and I'd be like, that's my best friend, y'all. <laughs> no, but in my head you are. Um, and I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And you are going to be, you're, you're such an inspiration. And I know there's so many lives that are going to be changed because of your podcast, because of your boldness and because of your faithfulness towards this cause. And I, and I believe wholeheartedly that God is getting ready to bless you double portion, um, for what you pour out, may God pour back into you. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. And if, if people recall, um, I, I can't remember which episode this was, and I said I was speaking to a childhood friend who was giving me compliments of, you know, the podcast and to keep pushing. It was Sophie, <laughs> oh, yeah. as we were discussing. <laughs> so I really, really appreciate your kind words and your support through the years. And, you know, we're always going to stay connected, sis. So yes, I'm are. so excited for what's going to take place in your life. You know, the blessing, of course, that's coming next month. And there's so much more um, that you're called to do, you know, because marriage yeah. is ministry at the end of the day, yes. um, marriage is ministry. And so I'm so excited that you're walking into this um, ministry of marriage, but also continuing on um, with everything that is on your plate and you do it with a spirit of excellence. And um, I can definitely appreciate that. So thank you once again for being part of the podcast. fertility. And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who is listening to this episode. You can catch us on the next one. Ciao. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister, or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.